it is time that we talk about it. About how difficult it has been trying to adult in this crazy capitalistic economy while trapped in lockdown from a global pandemic. <laughs> Pre-COVID, I, and I would guess many of us, were caught up in this rat race with the high heels and the grooming and the judging ourselves against others, the 12 shots of cold brew in the morning, young buck power grabs, boardroom battles, and keeping up with the gym sharks and Instagram models that we idolize. Now, I can only speak for myself, but to be honest, I really couldn't do it anymore. I was cracking under the pressure. Dead ass, I thought the only way I'd survive would be if the whole world came to a screeching halt. And then it did. <laughs> COVID came and shit got real. Suddenly, we didn't have the gym, the office, the bars, the traveling, the family, the hustle and bustle of daily life to distract us anymore. We were stuck with ourselves, alone, glued to screens that were constantly popping off with the latest horrible tragedy going on in the world. It put things into perspective for sure. And we no longer had the luxury of turning a blind eye to the hard truths and global issues that we face. And that is what I want to talk about in this mini-series. My name is Emily Rose Gray. I'm a queer Wall Street chick that was forced to do a lot of self-reflecting over this past year. And in the absence of high-stake client meetings, intense fund manager analysis, I had to ask why I chose this career path in the first place. And furthermore, if that career path truly served the influence I wanted to have in the world. What I found was that I lost sight of what was important to me. My morals, values, they weren't reflected in the way that I spent my time, viewed myself, or even how I spent or invested my money. I had to face the cold hard facts and ask myself, how I can reframe my life in such a way that matches my morals and values, that helps me grow as a person and in turn, make true impact. Which I know sounds idealistic, but why are we keeping separate our money and investing habits from our self-awareness? And so that's what I wanted to talk about today. Welcome to Small Town Big Personalities, a mini-series documenting the surreal journey of two New York City queers forced to move back to their small conservative hometown and face the music on self-awareness, purpose, and having impact in this world. My name is Emily Rose Gray. Let's get into it. So a little context here. I have been living in upstate New York, my small hometown. And lots have changed, but the biggest thing is being isolated and alone and having to learn these three very important lessons. Okay, so number one, face your fears and ask why. When I first started my career, I definitely had imposter syndrome, not to sound too cliche. The reason why is because I was never groomed for finance. I had a really difficult time 
passing my series exams, which basically is like the bar for finance. The tests are extremely hard and have gotten only harder now that the bar of entry has gotten higher and higher for the financial industry. And these exams had me face a lot of toxic ways I was dealing with my fear before. So in the three years prior to this new job, I had been compensating for my insecurities through a go-go-go mentality fueled by an addiction to Adderall. Does any of that sound like it might be able to apply to you? But this test was way too difficult to pull the same stunts. And so I became completely mentally unwell. I had three years of pent-up emotions I never dealt with at my feet in the face of what truly was the most difficult task in front of me, a finance test. I had a serious mental breakdown and I needed to rebuild myself back up. And when I decided to rise to the occasion, tackle my fear and take these series exams that were driving me to insanity, I was resilient. I pressed on. I found new ways and tools of coping with my anxiety, coping with my short-term memory loss, coping with a very difficult learning environment I was thrown into. But after I passed my exams, the fear came back. When you fear something, you avoid the truth at all costs in order to self-preserve. So when fear is the catalyst of avoidance and avoidance keeps us worried about the wrong things instead of the right things, we have to prioritize tackling these fears. And so here are three ways I've learned how to do that. The first step is asking what you are avoiding. For me, my avoidance came in the form of a test, but then the hard work after that test of carving out a new career for myself, knowing that this test and this job wasn't right for me. The second step, is how you are avoiding that fear. What are you doing? And for me, it was coasting in my job, hanging out in the background and not taking on any challenges at all. And the third step was, why am I avoiding this? And that was the most important question. It was because I was afraid to be back in the same terrible mental space I was when I was taking my exams. I did not want to go back there. And so this first step, addressing fear is the truth and the first step in self-awareness. These are the questions I was faced with when I went through quarantine. You took away all of the chaos of life and you're left with those questions of, what am I fearing and how do I get over it? Because I don't have anything better to do with my time. So here goes nothing. I didn't really become aware of this until I entered COVID. I took away all of the noise, all of the craziness, and I was left sitting there with my fears. So now that I understood what my fears were, I had to figure out a way to challenge and change them. And so the second lesson I learned in COVID was finding something that thrills you. And for me, true. I realized that 
Finance wasn't my jive. But what was, was the disruption of culture within the financial industry. And I've thought a lot about that. And maybe that's not a valid enough reason to join a job. But for me, it was. I am proud to be one of the only queer people in my large organization and a woman at that. And luckily, I found something that thrilled me within my own industry. And that thing is impact investing. Similar to this disruption of culture, impact investing is all about picking companies, securities, stocks, etc., that care about disrupting culture, that care about not just return and an end dollar amount, but rather how that return is benefiting social good causes, is benefiting environmental preservation, is benefiting equality and a decentralization of power when it comes to corporate leaders. I loved all of this and I finally realized this is the thrill for me. So the steps I took in understanding this was firstly, what motivated me? Again, cultural disruption. Step two, what is the most pragmatic step to get towards that motivation? For me, I could have jumped shipped and entered a completely different industry, but I decided that staying within finance where my expertise was, was the best way to drive impact in the impact space. And the third step is thinking of ways you want to change that thing that motivates you. Really sit with it, understanding where the opportunity zones are. And for me, this was all about spinning the impact investing narrative in a new way. Which brings me to my third lesson, which is try something new. And oh, for sure, your girl was trying lots of different things during COVID <laughs> to find what was right, to find what skill sets I could use best to seek that motivation, to seek that thrill, to fight my fears. So let's see, what are some new things that I tried during COVID? So originally I was like, okay, I want to do video content. That seems really fun. And so I was doing it in such a way that was very like reporter based and formal and scripted. And I realized that wasn't exactly for me. It was like trading in one starchy profession for another in a space where a lot of our other people already exist. And so I wanted to do something different. Again, getting back to what thrills me. I can't be thrilled if I'm doing impact investing the same way that everyone else is. That came in the form of me making a video podcast, a series of questions and topics all about impact investing with all of these different industry leaders to be able to frame a different lens around impact investing, where we put our values and identity first before we figure out how to invest our money. And hopefully that would have talked to my queer community in a different way, engage them better. And I was crushing it. I filmed a ton of episodes. 
But then <laughs> things started to go awry for good and for bad reasons, which brings me to the second step, which is being flexible with trying something new. There are a lot more nuances to doing something. And I realized that there was a broader business model going on here, a product that we could create. And that devoted a lot of attention away from content creation and more into business planning. And so the second step there is to understand to be flexible. This was a necessary lesson I had to learn. It's okay to take a reprieve from those goals that you have so long as it's with the mindset of productivity. And there comes the third step. When you're trying something new, don't be afraid to ask for help, but not too much help. Trust me, I learned this the hard way. When I started telling people about impact investing and my goal to bring this topic to the LGBTQ community to empower them on financial sovereignty, people got excited about it, which was very validating. And it was so difficult that I was willing to accept help wherever I could. That included taking on help from people who were not able to support the vision and to no fault of their own, life happens, things get crazy, things get busy. At the end of the day, you only have yourself to rely on and you have to be very, very specific on who you seek counsel from. It got to a point where the people I was seeking advice from were the people who were telling me completely different things. And I just got completely overwhelmed. I didn't know what the right next step was. In fact, I still don't. But in the true fashion of lesson three, trying something new, this right here, this conversation is trying something new. I might not have this full launch of the gray area report. I might not have this full launch of a platform dedicated to what I care about, but I'm putting something out there and I'm sparking a conversation about how self-awareness and these lessons I learned in COVID can help me prepare in my journey towards impact investing and becoming a true impactor, as I call it. So that's all I have for you today. These lessons I've learned most importantly during COVID. And when we continue this conversation, we'll keep them in mind, but we're going to get more nuance. We're going to get deeper into some societal issues, some environmental issues, some brain racking things that I can't seem to figure out. And maybe through our conversation, we can together. Thanks so much for joining. Please, 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 as a call to action, write what your thoughts are. If you had to go through a difficult life lesson during COVID, which I imagine there are a lot of you, please tell us about it. If you want to come on the show to talk about it, hit your girl up. Like and subscribe, you know the whole deal, and I'll catch you next week. Peace out.